Good morning, everyone. This is Jeffy Kennedy. I'm here with my first cup of coffee. And today is Thursday, January 31st, last day of January of 2019. I was about to say it was Friday, so that shows you where my head at is at. Actually, my head is foggy. Um, I can, I'm perceiving the, uh, Impacts of intense drafting at this point. Uh, I did make 3,500 words a little bit over on Tuesday again. Yesterday, I only got 2,000 because I had to leave the house early uh, to go have lunch with uh, my friend Megan Mulry, which was delightful and fun. And then I got my nails done, my frivolous indulgence. So I'm posting a picture there. Blue sparkly, they look like a night sky. I'm very pleased with them. I know that that's probably something I shouldn't spend money on, but I, uh, it makes me happy. And a lot of days I don't do, a couple people pointed this out to me, many days I don't do much other grooming. You know, I don't do hair or makeup really. I just brush out my hair or put it in a ponytail and wear schleppy clothes and David's the only one who sees me all day. Yes, you can feel sorry for him. Uh, but I'm a delightful companion. <laughs> but, you know, and then somebody else pointed out, so, you know, the nails, having the nails done are like my grooming thing. Nails and toes. I live in a reasonably warm place, so my toes are on site fairly often, not like when I lived in Wyoming, where I could just, like, not see my feet for six months of the year easily. Uh, but being a writer, this is what my friend pointed out to me, that it's my cosmetic indulgence, but also I look at my hands all the time. My hands are a huge part of my daily life. Um, even though I'm looking at the screen and I'm keyboarding, uh, you know, it's sort of a way of pampering my hands, taking care of myself. So I totally buy that. That's my excuse and I'm sticking with it. Um, but yesterday the words were coming a little bit slowly. I thought that I ended up writing kind of a longish blog post, longer than I intended. But um, someone on Facebook had asked me some interesting questions, so I answered those and kind of uh, took off on the topic. And then, um, then for some, you know, the words were coming a little bit slow, and it's like, okay, you know, I've sort of been dry. not as much pressure in the well. It's not dry by any stretch but not as much pressure um, and then I slept a long time last night which is can be an indicator I slept very hard which was nice but uh, slept longer than I usually do and then uh, making my coffee and stuff I was making some uh, really funny mistakes uh, one of which is I <laughs> was like you know I used that Trader Joe's bourbon vanilla to make my London Fog, and I was pouring, I pour a little bit into the vanilla bottle cap and then dump it into the milk frother as it's going. So I started pouring in, I don't know, you know, it was like my brain was just not engaged. I just poured. <laughs> it was like not a little bit. I just poured like I was, I don't know, pouring into a glass of milk or something. And so vanilla all over my hands on my counter. So I suppose if you have to have some kind of liquid accidentally spilled over your hands, Bourbon vanilla is is an ideal one to have. It smells lovely. And it made me think of um, that movie. It might be 80s movie. 
Crossing Delancey with Amy Irving and um, Cutie Boy. Who's Cutie Boy in that? She is, you know, her um, booby is trying to set her up with the ideal man. And she works at a bookstore and she's very much into um, this egotistical writer and the uh, the guy I'm, I'm looking him up on IMDB here he is um, she calls him the pickle guy and he works at the sort of the grocery market the kosher market and his hands smell oh Peter Reichert huh that's not who I would have said it was yeah well of course now he's old well, I, I take it back. He's not that old, but you know, older than he was in that movie, right? Um, I wanted to say it was Paul Rudd, but he is kind of has a a Paul Rudd vibe. Let's see what year that movie was. 1988. Go Jeffy Memory. So, uh, at any rate, because he works with the pickles all the time, he soaks his hands in vanilla to take the smell away, and she notices that his hands smell like vanilla. And, of course... Um, simple guy wins out and then he turns out to be not so simple it's a great little romance so i was thinking about that with my vanilla smelling hands the other mistake i made was i was making my steel cut oats in the instant pot and i've found this great recipe where you saute the oats first and that brings out the the nuttiness of the steel cut oats really adds to the flavor and then you do one cup of soy milk and three cups of water. And I'm going to double-check the recipe because I feel like lately the it's been um, more liquidy than I would like. I think that's the Instant Pot kicking in, retaining more of the water. So I um, had checked that, and I had my big four-cup measuring cup and my carton of soy milk. And so I started pouring in there and pouring and pouring and I was on my way to pouring like all four cups worth of soy milk <laughs> before I figured it out. I had pouring issues this morning. So I had to end up putting some back. But then all's well, no major disasters. Just definitely a sign of me being a little bit absent minded, having drawn down the neurotransmitters or the creative uh energy or what have you. So it was probably good. I had a little bit of a short day yesterday and I'm still on track. So we'll hit it hard today and tomorrow and then have a weekend off. Assembling tax information. That will be exciting. Uh, so yeah, Lonan's Reigns coming right along. It should be done in a couple of weeks. I think a lot of you are waiting to read and review Oriah's Enchantment until you have Lonan's Reign, which is certainly your privilege, but it's interesting to see. It hasn't uh, moved the way I thought. It might be also that it's the end of January and we're out of money, but you have fresh book budgets tomorrow, right? <laughs> we all do. We all do. I'm deep into my Rita reading, and so that's all due by March 7th, so and figured out I have to read something like 50 pages a day, which shouldn't be too bad, but a lot of times you end up with books that you don't necessarily love, and so you kind of have to f make yourself read them. Although this year, we do have a DNF option that you did not finish, but it 
you could only use it for something. It's You can't use it if you don't like it or if it's not your jam. You have to, um, it's only if the thing is like incomprehensible, which I have had those in the past. I have had the horribly um, big hot mess of a self-published book that never saw an editor's pen and is almost unreadable. So... So I was thinking about one thing. I even made myself a little note. Are you proud of me? Um, that um, there's an idea in the writing world. I hear this advice a lot. I hear it from agents and editors a lot. And I think they are offering this advice um, in an attempt to solve a problem that they perceive in manuscripts. And I'm not sure that the advice really addresses the problem that they're seeing. You know what I mean? It's like people try to come up with a, a solution to prevent this thing from happening, but they're not really getting at the root of why that thing happens. Uh, <laughs> sorry, I just got totally distracted looking at my sewing machine and remembering that I'm, I'm going to try to make a dress. <laughs> uh, I'll have to talk about this. I should make a note. I'll come back to it. Remind me to talk about the dress. This is why nobody goes out and has coffee with me. Um, so the advice to stay on topic is this, that every single scene should have a purpose, that it should be accomplishing something towards the overall goal of the story. And, I think that they are saying this in order to solve the problem of of a meandering story that uh, especially newbie writers don't always have a great sense of the trajectory of the, the arc of the story. And they tend to put in scenes that meander. I remember I got a piece of advice as a, newbie writer that said you can't have someone you can't have your character simply sitting in the bathtub at some point somebody has to drop the soap and i think that what that's getting at is you have to have something happen it's very difficult you know and of course you can point to writers especially literary type writers who and i'm saying that as you know literature as a genre uh, you know, who, who deliberately do that slice of life where the person sits in the bathtub for hours and nothing happens. Uh, and you might get it in like your movie montage, right? Where somebody sits in the bathtub and nothing happens except for the dripping, the drip, drip, drip of the water. But, you know, even those scenes, if you timed them, they're only like 30 seconds long. But I was thinking about this as I was writing Lonan's Ring, that, and it would be interesting to hear, I, I know how they would counter-argue this, but there are some things that you put in a story simply because they are delicious, because you know that you enjoy them and the reader enjoys them, and you put them in because they are delightful. And that puts me in mind of a speaker at RWA last summer who talked about... Um, 
fiction being like cheesecake. And she talked about how uh, there's been so much analysis about what storytelling does for the human brain. And, you know, all of these things about, you know, like why did storytelling evolve and what does it do for us and, you know, all of this. And she said that, but you don't ever see the nutritionists doing intensive studies on why human beings like cheesecake. And she said, and it's because she said, you know, there's underlying reasons, you know, that we are geared to like fat and sugar because those were scarce and they're good energy sources. But, you know, it's, it's not like what is the nutritional value of cheesecake? We like cheesecake because it's yummy. And that was one of her contentions that a lot of successful fiction is simply cheesecake. There's no uh, deep underlying neurological meaning to why we like some stories. We like them because they're yummy. And I think that sometimes you put scenes in your story simply because they are a yummy snack and they give you pleasure to read. And so maybe what some of these people who give this advice would counter argue, they would come back and they would say uh, that, well, then that's a purpose, you know, to uh, bring, you know, add levity to the story or to, you know, whatever. But I was thinking about that, and I do think it's important to recognize that, especially when you're writing genre fiction, which people are reading for pleasure and not because they're assigned to, uh, or not because they want to impress their friends by having read a particular book, that you just put things in there because they will delight the person reading the book. And there doesn't have to be a, a deeper meaning than that. So this dress, I'm thinking about making a dress. You guys guys may have seen me post to Facebook um, that Versace evening gown. I always think of the uh, the movie, uh, what is it, like Chorus Girl or Stripper, or one of those where she buys the dress and says it's Versace. It's Versace. No, it's Versace. Ah, my steel cutouts are done. Uh, the Versace gown, which I would never be able to afford and probably even if I could afford wouldn't be able to justify and now that I have my sewing machine again I am contemplating trying to make this dress and I found a dress pattern online which turns out not to be easy to do because uh, it really annoyed me in fact the google search results are not good if you search for dress patterns, there's all of these sites that try to hijack you with um, to actual just dresses. You know, if you look for evening gown dress patterns, they try to just buy, get you to buy an evening gown. Uh, so all of those sites I was like blocking on principle because I don't like it when you hijack my search results, my searches. So I did find a pattern. And I think what I'm going to do is try to make the gown in the pattern according to... First, I'm going to do my mending and just sort of learn my machine. And then I'm going to try to make this dress according to the pattern and see how, you know, because it's a pretty dress and I could use it. So we'll see how that goes. And then I'm going to try to make that Versace dress by piecing it. So it's going to be kind of like a combination of... 
piecing like for a quilt and then also sewing the gown. So we'll see how this works. You guys may end up hearing a lot about it. Uh, I really need to get all this um, beginning of the year financial stuff taken care of like taxes and so forth. But then I'm going to start trying to do that. Uh, of course, we'll have warm weather coming soon and we need to uh, stay in the portal and we'll be doing gardening and stuff. So, But hopefully I will get into doing that. Uh, you know, where do the days go, right? Speaking of... I'm going to get busy, get my words down on this book, and I will talk to you all tomorrow. Hope you have a fabulous Thursday, the most fabulous of all possible Thursdays. Talk to you all tomorrow. Bye-bye.